Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Eyes of the Minds. My name is John, and that's Ian. What is going on, everybody? Uh, today is November 15th, uh, two days till Desert Bus for Hope 2017, which y'all Yeah, absolutely. Oh, all right. Side note. Okay, we'll get this to Eyes of the Community because, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, real quick, episode 71, got to get your head back in the game. We're going to talk about trying to get back into playing more Magic after not playing a lot of Magic, but Desert Bus for Hope. Yeah, well, I, I kind of, I love how you just skipped over the High School Musical joke I made for the title this week. <laughs> it's your joke, it's not mine. I know. It, the, I, I'm a lot of bad one every once in a while. No, uh, so is. Desert Rest for Hope. Uh, brief synopsis. People play the worst video game, well, most boring video game, for as long as donations keep coming in, based off a time-rated scale where the first hour that we play is a dollar, the second hour is a dollar seven cents, and it uses that multiplier to go all the way up to a couple hundred, a couple hundred thousand dollars, usually we stop. Usually goes about 150 plus hours long, so it's about a week. Uh, Desertbus.org, Twitch.tv/Desertbus. Uh, we have live giveaway or live auction giveaways. We have silent auctions, and we have uh, what are called. They're not raffles because we can't call it a raffle because of legality. Uh, it is. Uh, it's, what's it called? It's donation, donation drives. drives. So basically. We set a, a total like so for f- increments of five fifty five, you get an entry, and however, over the course of an hour or whatever, you get you know a cup. Like say you put in five fifty five three times, so you're looking at I can't know. All right, that's a terrible. That, that example. was a bad. bad that was example. a terrible five, example. Five dollars and fifty cents. So you're looking at eleven dollars as like your first increment, like two instances of that. So. Granted, five fifty is also a bad one because you usually want them to be unique, but that's on your end, not our end. Yeah, well, we avoid five dollars and stuff like that because then that's just yeah, like exactly. crazy. It's always like weird number wise, so they can actually search it easily in the back end. Uh, but there are some insane prizes this year. Um, a lot of them are magic related because Wizards of the Coast is awesome like that. Uh, there is a meet and greet, not a tour, a meet and greet. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought it was a tour. Everyone, all I saw was that it was a tour. Oh, no. I actually got clarification from the man, Trick himself, uh, about how it is a meet and greet. Mm, uh, specifically, but it's not just with magic personalities. It's with wizards of the coast. So if you say you want to meet somebody from D&D, if you win this, you could you coordinate with the people who work at WotC, and they could see if that person's available, and airfare's not included, room's not included, and you, know, you got to get yourself to the Seattle area. But you can visit headquarters and go meet these people and get swag bags and fun stuff. We'll put links in the show notes of like the descriptions of some of this stuff. I know they're still working on some of the terminology on some of these things. Uh, say you like vintage masters. There's a full foil set of vintage masters, you know, one of each card for Magic Online that you can win. Uh, for mm. Full foil sheets. I think one of them's Commander. That makes sense. I don't know. Um, might, I might have read it wrong, but there, there's a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of cool craftable items. People make stuff, like literally craft items. Like uh, one of – personally like – Like Sword of Fire and Ice and Sword of uh, Light and Shadow? Uh, yeah, those things look amazing. Somebody actually made the Chris Ron art of Sword of, Fire, of Sophie and Sword of Light and Shadow from Modern Masters. Uh, it's Hats Wear Cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who lives in Australia, but 
they did an amazing job on these things. Um, also, some other kind of cool little prizes, all kind of nerdy, fun stuff. Um, Got to give a shout out to one of my loading ready to run Twitch mods, uh, Sarah, who has created an amazing cross stitch of the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild cover. You can also purchase the uh, what's it called? If you want, if you cross stitch yourself and you want to purchase the actual pattern sheet, she uh, she's put it up on her Etsy store. Link will be in the show notes for that as well. Um, great time, tons of fun. Um, it, it comes at a time of year usually when people are starting to feel the crunch of the hot, like the crunch of the holidays is right around the corner. So it gives a nice kind of like, ah, I get to see some good in the world. It's fun, great community deservebus.org or twitch.tv slash deservebus. I'm going to be there. It starts Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific. I'll be there sometime shortly after that, starting Friday afternoon. It depends when my ferry gets in. Uh, I'm going to be there till Sunday, and then I got to come back for work. But I'll be around for a couple days. I hope to see you guys in chat. Say hi if you do. It's a good time. Also, Deservebus chat is... A, one of the most most like wholesome places you'll ever go and has an insane number of people. And it's also very quick. <laughs> yeah, it's... <sighs> but it's a fun time. Oh, and... It is. You get to watch a bunch of cool people do goofy shit on the internet for a week and hang out exactly. and make jokes. And it's a good time. It's just... Yep. Stop by. Elsewhere in uh, the community... Yep. Uh, a few things have been going on. One, Iconic Masters comes out this week, which you may have forgotten about because <laughs> because we're smack dab in the middle of Unstable Previews, the third unset, which um, if you haven't um, been following along with the Unstable Previews, you should be because they're amazing. Uh, also, uh, breaking news as of four minutes ago, Aaron Forsyth tweeted out, stay tuned for Nope Shirt Updates, hashtag yep, hashtag Watsy Staff. Related to one of the uncards that we will probably talk about once we're done with this topic, if we have time. Um, oh my gosh, I actually want that shirt. <laughs> it, it's good. Uh, TLDR, it's on the card Spike. Uh, we'll talk about Spike it. Tournament player. It we'll has talk about a it picture of shirt that says "Nope" with the blue mana symbol as the O. It it's great. Anyways, uh, let's get to the main topic because we could literally spend two hours talking about the unstable previews, and there's only like forty cards we've seen, maybe. Yeah, maybe like d- twenty. Like. like it, like, we might just talk a lot about this next week once the full previews come out, because I know there's a lot of judge-related stuff that John, I think, will want to talk about. Plus, there's just... <sighs> actually... Oh, wait, no. Wait. Yeah, we will be reco- we will be recording next week because it's the day before thank- American Thanksgiving. So, I will yeah. be around. I know you'll be around. Yes. I'll okay, be around. Cool. Yeah, my flight home... Or my... Or I'm not flying anywhere. I'm just staying around, but I have nothing going on. So, we'll be around you next week, things too. and stuff. I'm just making dinner. Me and Lindsay are going to hang out. Exactly. A good, Let's wholesome Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. Basically, chilling out. Because I, I have a 24-hour duty shift that following Sunday, which stinks. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but that's a yep. good segue into today's subject about getting your head back into the game <laughs> after work being crazy. So I wanted – I've been mentioning this, basically dropping comments on it for the last, like, three, four weeks on episodes, how I, I, I want to talk – for a while and be warning this is kind of a ramble slash rant episode but not in the vein of how we used to do our seething songs where we're just kind of griping about a topic this is catharsis i need to get stuff off my chest it's been stuff that's been rattling around my brain for forever and the best way to do that is to get it out into the world into the aether and mainly 
I was telling John Lee right before the episode, like, this is one of those things where it's like you have everything you want to say ready to go, and then when it comes time to perform, it's just like, Bleh. but namely to bar, yeah, I know, John's, John's loving this over there, but uh, to use a phrase that I mentioned, Lindsay, my girlfriend, that she has used for me this year in terms of how difficult things have been is that this is my literal year of hell. I've been in the Army, so preface off, I've been in the Army for nine and a half years. I joined in June 2008. Joining the Army has been the best thing that I've ever done in my life. It has hands down. Um, it pulled me out of one of the worst times of my life. Uh, I have not regretted it really at all joining up. This year has been the first year where any kind of any kind of doubts have crept in. And it's mostly been to just the sheer workload that I've had. Um, for, for instance, though, it's... It's kind of weird when I used to be able to do a lot of like modding and stuff like channel like 2014, 2015, 2016. I kind of really established myself as like, dude, Dixie's on every Twitch channel. Like he's modding everywhere. I just don't feel like I have the time to do that anymore. I it, It's gotten to a point where most of this year I was in training. Like if you notice our episodes this year, we've had a lot less where I've been around, especially towards like the spring and summer and fall. <laughs> Well, it's a whole year, actually. Um, namely, where I've just been in training and been out of training so much that I just haven't had a nice chunk of time where it's been a set schedule. I've honestly, in my nine and a half years, never had a kind of schedule and op tempo, so operational tempo, an op tempo where it's just been go, 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 hold on for a couple days, go, 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 hold on for a week, go, 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 wait wait a month, go, 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 go. It's really weird and definitely throw me off my game. I've always felt like I was good at resilience and at least bouncing back from, oh man, work sucked today, but I'll just come back tomorrow and it'll be fine, no big deal. Like It's just a constant ever-shifting battle and ever-shifting game, so I can never get that steady footing that i've been used to be able to get after like okay whoa that got me but i'm good kind of coming around to it i just haven't had a lot of time to play this year i was really hoping honestly last year i was really hoping to kind of like stream a lot more push myself to try and maybe get well at least twitch affiliate now that they have that but i was really hoping maybe sometime i could fit in my schedule to make partner but as soon as i saw what my schedule looked like for this year in terms of just sheer work I haven't been able to. I've been to one Grand Prix this year. And it was by luck of the draw that the the one I was TDY, so that's temporary duty assignment. I'm, I'm going to be throwing out and explaining a lot of Army acronyms. I apologize in advance for that. So I was TDY, temporary duty assignment, basically business trip kind of thing. I got to go do some tr cool training in Texas for a, couple, for a month or two. And it just so happened... During those couple weeks, I had a weekend off where, like, we worked Monday to Friday just in class and then had the weekend off. And there was Grand Prix San Antonio. And thank goodness for the wonderful Magic community out there and the friends that I made over the years that I was able to get hooked up with an absolutely fun and amazing team for that Team Modern with Tim Willoughby and Colette, also known as Susie Nat. Talked about it earlier in the year. I. I was really hoping to go more GPs, but just the fact that I had at least one and it was a good one that it's 
I'm happy I have it, but at the same time, I wish I had more. And it's really tough when you want to do more and you want to see succeed and you want to push yourself to become a better player and just get, you know, just play more and literally can't due to the schedule because it's, it's really tough. Um, like I was hoping to go to GP Minneapolis, had a leave form in, had a plane ticket purchased and had to cancel my plane ticket um, because some training thing popped up. Like that's the kind of life that I've had to adjust to nowadays where it's definitely not like it was for me a couple years ago. And definitely since I got promoted, obviously the more responsibilities, the harder it is to, you know, have as much free time and such. And I don't mind that. Like, that's fine. Like I like that part of work, but, um, I feel like I've let myself down and other people down at the same time. And it's gotten to the point where like nothing has seemed as fun as it has been. There have honestly been times this year, and I don't even know if I've told you on this, but there have been times this year where I've been thinking like, I've got so much shit going on elsewhere in life. Like maybe I need to step back from the podcast, like period, and like just stop. But the thing that I would always kind of check myself on is, hey, how are you coping with not getting to play? And for me, honestly, how I've been coping is talking to John, like being able, knowing that John's DMs are open on Twitter for me, like just bounce stuff off him all the time. And we do all the time with magic stuff and then podcasting, making sure that I have to, like, I at least stay up to date on the game, watch stuff, have some sort of knowledge of what's going on. That has been a modicum of help. And I honestly can't thank you enough for that, John, for that kind no, of thing. No, I mean, I am always here for you and, uh, to go ahead and just go and say, I already I sent you a Twitter DM about this, but I also want to, on behalf of all our listeners, thank you for those of us who live in the U.S. for your service to our country because it definitely means a lot to all of us here. Yeah, we, I we don't it. usually I don't try to mention it a lot unless it comes up like if you mention it like with work, but it it is it's very very heartwarming to know that someone like you is in our military and looking out for our best interests. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Like, and that's the funny thing too is like. There's there's some weird things about the army where some people go full full hog and like oh it's the lifestyle for me like yes I've bought into that because you absolutely need to otherwise you just completely can't hack it but at the same time I've always tried to actually this is kind of a nice point to bring up I've always done I, I felt like I've I meant through my resilience I feel like my resilience has been great through my career um, in my nine and a half years granted I have deployed twice but I have been able to leave work at work and when i'm at home i'm like me like there's sergeant dixon at work and there's ian slash dicks at home um where i am twitch mod friend to a bunch of people get joked around about playing infect (laughs) um all these kind of fun all these kind of things and I leave work at work, I have it as this, but with the way the schedule for this year has been, and it's why it's throwing me off my game so much, is that there literally just has not been a opportunity for me to separate work from home. Uh, there was a stretch between March and June where there was never a stretch longer than six days. I think at the most seven days where I was home and not in training. I would go train like at a training center or 
in Texas or elsewhere and then come back, have three days and then be back out on the field again, come back for two days, go back out in the field, come back for a week, go to Texas, come back. It's not the actual schedule how it went, but it was that kind of yo-yoing that you can't really build up that resistance. Um, but having the podcast, having John there, uh, knowing that there are a lot of people out there, listeners, that I know you guys do appreciate it. And it it helps me get through knowing that you guys out there care. And I do it for you guys. <laughs> um, I don't want thanks. I don't do it for the thanks. I don't do it because it'd be like, hey, look at me. I'm in the army. It's like You don't do it for the free Starbucks on Veterans Day. Look, all right. That's a <laughs> perk, not a reason. <laughs> No, no, I know. That's that's my point. And it's only a regular kind of coffee. It wasn't any of the special stuff. <laughs> no, but I, I do appreciate those kind of things and those small gestures, and it's great. And yeah, and, and this is, again, some of the sacrifices that have to be made with the job. Um, you, you never want to make your job your life, and I haven't been able to, and that's why it's been really hard to play and think about magic so when I started thinking about magic a lot, it's like, damn it, I wish I could go play. I, I said this on Twitter a while ago. I think it was like a couple months ago at this point, maybe back in August where it may have been October. I honestly can't remember. This whole year has just been a blur. But I can't count the amount of times that I've logged into Magic Online, opened up a pauper queue uh, to join a league or a modern league, and sat there with my mouse, like open up, hit join league, and sat there with my mouse cursor hovering over the play point or ticket option to click it and join that league. I'll sit there for five minutes just staring at my screen and then click out of the window. In the past, I, I would just bam, hammer right in, let's go in the league. This year, I just have not been able to click that button. Um, I don't know why. I honestly do not. Um, and yes, I have thought about the fact that a lot of this stuff does sound a lot like mild depression symptoms, and I do need to probably go see somebody and talk to somebody about that kind of thing. I mean, it happens to a lot of people. Hell, even if it's just talking to somebody and it turns out it's not depression, um, and it's just the fact that, like I said, work-life balance has been completely work this year. Like I have literally sitting next to me a binder of a property book that I have to do because I have inventories tomorrow. Um, and I need to edit that once I'm done the podcast because there's literally not enough hours in the workday to do it at work. I have to bring it home. So that kind of thing is going to be out of my life soon, thankfully. Uh, but it's just weird. So I've, we, we, John and I wrote a lot of things. There's a lot more that I wanted to say. And again, like I said, this is just one of those rambles where I know I've already touched on to this stuff again. I keep hitting it and I don't really care, honestly, at this point. It's just, like I said, catharsis. I need to get this out. Some people write articles. I talk <laughs> um but we wrote a list of stuff like how i've been able to cope um yes podcast has been probably the number one thing keeping me sane and keeping me connected to the game honestly uh i i'm glad it's here i know originally when john and i started this we were really hoping like if you go back to like episode zero and stuff where we're like yeah this is like john and i John was doing teaching and I was doing this. And we're like, we're going to see how we can, you know, prove magic while, you know, talk about magic and while we're getting better at the game and trying to improve ourselves and push ourselves to be better players and doing it all with work. And I've honestly failed on 
all counts when it comes to the original intent, I guess, behind. I mean, I this is what, honestly what I feel like. I feel on my side of the intent of trying to push myself to be a better player through work. That said, it's kind of hard. You have to pick your pick your battles where you need to. Um, hell, like even I'm just playing Magic, like watching Twitch streams, playing Destiny, streaming myself. Um, hell, my boss at work even earlier is like, "Hey, what's up, Dick?" Like, like whenever he says my name's Dix and not Dixon, like I know for a fact that he's joking because he actually has caught some of my streams, especially the one where I was playing PUBG in my armor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that I I still catch crap at work for that one, but uh, it's, it's of kind course. of it's kind of funny though. I was playing uh, player no battlegrounds in my military helmet and my vest, a so level two helmet, level three vest for those of you who play the game. Um, but they saw me and they all poke fun at me occasionally. But when he said, "Hey, Dix," like literally today, he's like, "Hey, Dix, why don't you? Why don't you I haven't seen you streaming much lately." I'm like, "Yeah, I've just been too busy with work stuff. Like, I just don't have the time, and there's no enjoyment when I get home to stream. I'm like drained." He's like, yeah, it makes sense. I'm like, yeah, because my boss is, you know, going through the same stuff we are, plus and some. But we made a list of stuff, how it coping. Podcast number one. Um, this the first one thing, making time to play. Uh, I mentioned Magic Online. It's there. It's great. I actually, you know, there's a uh, gaunt, throwback gauntlet league of standard leagues from basically when John and I started playing the game to... Uh, the most recent rotation. Uh, so basically, we're looking at Mono Blue Devotion all the way through Collected Esper Company. Dragons, Coco, yeah. Yeah, so it's all of those things. We'll put the link in the deck. I mean, by the time you guys listen to this, y'all have a day left to play because it ends on the 17th. I actually haven't played it because I wasn't huge in standard at that point, but. Yeah. Well, honestly, well, John and I started playing, but I know John's more of a limited player than I am in terms of standard. I got in right after. So Mono Blue, the Mono Black Devotion. And then Which were miserable, by the way. Oh, I got stuck with a mono blue deck, and <laughs> let me tell you, that deck is a absolute product of its meta. <laughs> the meta at the time was just absolutely weak to that. There was, there's literally no interaction in that main deck outside of two cyclonic rifts and a dissipate, like to yeah, return something to its it hand. Played, um, I and it played the. Oh, two blue blue control magic for a creature of CMC two or less in it. Or four I don't or even less. I don't even think that's in the deck that's on Magic Online right now. Like it has ratchet bombs in the sideboard, and I'm like, good lord, what is this deck? And I ended up facing Obzon, which is like we're we're talking Elspeth Obzon. So Elspeth mid, Sun's champion. Yeah, Elspeth Sun's champion. So it's like mid Obzon mid range to control ish version uh that was out a couple years ago when theros was in there with the theros cons version of obzon um and then i ran into two cdc whip decks back to back and i'm like why those were the decks that i played in standard at the time those two (laughs) right there it wasn't it wasn't cdc whip it was obzon whip which was similar but it's the same principle of the deck and i'm like why couldn't i have gotten those i know how to pilot those (laughs) um but no the mono blue deck was just miserable um uh, the aura I was thinking of was domestication, where if it's power four or greater, you have to sack domestication at the end of turn. Anyways, uh, either way, um, so that's one way to, to get myself to play. It's just been a hard time to like find myself a couple like little tiny bits for a league, even here and there. Um, like 
when I come home, I want to do something else. I want to like, you know, surf through the internet because I've been able to check Twitter and just, you know, inject the, inject that craziness into my veins all the, all the time after I get home or watch a Twitch stream or play some destiny or play some PUBG. And it's like, where do I fit magic in here? Do I have time to fit magic here? Do I want to fit magic in here? And magic online has been great. Um, F and M Monday night drafts, kind of like that. I don't, the nearest game store for me is out of a mall. So it's yeah. kind of weird. Um, there are some great game stores nearby. I'd have to like go just a little bit further into Tacoma. Um, Terra Crux Games, great game store. If you live in the Tacoma area, I highly recommend it. Uh, I think Northeast Cards and Games, it's close by to relatively similar driving distance away. And then Gabby's uh, Cards down in Olympia, which is roughly the same distance away from me as well. They're great places to play. Um, I just don't find myself getting out on Friday nights. Um, you just go up and hang out with Lindsay half the time or other things are happening. So I don't get a chance to go to F&M that often anymore here. Um, it's kind of interesting how that works when life is like, yeah, Friday night's not the best night. But definitely the next thing we have is larger tournaments with like Rags to Riches. So that's the Pauper tournament that I played in two weeks ago, like the weekend of the Pro Tour. Um, that honestly got me playing some pauper leagues just because like I needed to shake the rust off and see if Marasa trauma was still good. Sport, side note, still good. Second side note, not sure how much better it's going to be after this weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, Iconic Masters coming out and then there are a bunch of other cards that were reprinted on Magical Line for the first time that are, that might change things up. Uh, Custody Squire being one of them. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, the main thing with Iconic Masters that kind of John's getting at is Seeker of the Way. Mm-hmm. My boy. The, the one in a white 2-2 with Prowess, and whenever you cast a non-creature spell, it gains lifelink until end of turn. Mm-hmm. The card is bananas and it's going to be it's got downshifted from uncommon to common for iconic masters and it is bananas i'm pretty sure that card is going to make some waves in pauper i'm not huge if you've never played with seeker of the way what are you doing yeah you're playing that in some sort of like battle screech kind of deck or like battle screech or like a kiln fiend style deck or a delver style deck where you play a threat and protect it or Kadolfa Boros kind of thing like that, where you're just yeah. literally dumping a ton of artifacts on the battlefield because it counts those for prowess. Well, the non-creature ones, at least. Well, yeah. But most plays, of those are well, non-creature anyway. It, so, it, yeah, basi- no, it basically... Stands. Yeah, Kadolfa Boros plays a lot of eggs, essentially. So, like Alchemist Vile and Icar yep. Wellspring and stuff like that. Yep, 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 yep. yep. So, that, that card's going to be insane. But see, this is the kind of thing, like, where... Me even thinking about the tournaments like Rags to Riches or the Pauper metagame, like that gets me, that gets my brain going with magic again, and that helps. And episodes like this, it's it's not easy. It's and John knows just how apologetic I've been over this year about like, hey, dude, I am so sorry. Like work's coming up again. I'm going to be working late. I don't know if I can do the podcast tonight. Can we push to tomorrow or maybe push to next week or find a replacement for next week because I'm not going to be around because of training. Yeah. And you, it's been great having a co-host who is so open and amenable to my crazy schedule. I know I don't think there's been a time yet where 
we've had to cancel week because of you. <laughs> uh, there was the one time I got sick, but you did the Exalted episode. But yeah. Oh. You get what I'm saying, like sick is no, one. You know, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, sick is my one schedule thing. is fairly fluid, whereas yours is. It's harder for you to tell the boss man that you need a day off. It's hard to say, like, no, I'm going to go podcast. Like, what the? Dixon, get over here. No. Um, I just. Gosh, it's so rough, honestly. Um, like, just a year of hell. And it, there's there's really no rest for the wicked kind of thing. You know? yeah. I know, I know, I know. So I kind of mentioned, like, we're talking about, you know, like, so I'm going to back to riches. PPTQs, I haven't been able to do a PPTQ. I know John has. I've done a few. I, wa- I wanted to go to a uh, an LCQ this weekend. Uh, however, I had plans come up in the way of it. So probably not going to go to the LCQ, unfortunately. Yeah, see, I don't even have time. Like, I don't even, like, another thing is, too, is those kind of events near me up in this area, I'm going to be facing some stiff competition. Yeah, it turns out that when you are live in the city where literally the game is made, there's a lot of good players there. <laughs> surprise, surprise. No, and news uh, of the day, Tom Ross is going to be up there now. Oh, so yeah. competition gets even stiffer, sort well, of. Well, yeah, technically can't even really play anymore, but... Well, he, he can play FNMs, I believe. I think Blake at least plays an FNM every I, now and then. Yeah, I forget how it works for those guys. But the uh, so tournament-wise... Like I mentioned, I lucked into, like absolutely lucked into being able to go to Grand Prix San Antonio, wanted to go to GP Minneapolis, unfortunately GP Portland, which is, so how I, how I have to look at GPs with the army is it's not like, oh, this is a cool format. I'm going to go to this GP for the format. I have to more or less look at, oh, cool. This GP is within a half a day's flight away from me. And it's not on the other side of the country. I basically completely ignore any grand prix that's east of the mississippi at this point because it's just too much of a hassle to fly out to it and come back on a long weekend meaning a three to four day weekend a theoretical question there is a gp memphis in february but that's only barely east of the mississippi does that count uh that's another thing that i'd have to look at (laughs) see it's not even just considering the fact that it's like hey can i get to this gp with minimal hassle are the flights relatively cheap enough um out of seattle to this place it's also is work not going to be crazy at that time yeah because your schedule again like we've mentioned is not something that is like flexible it's not like you can go to you know your higher up and be like hey can i get this week off well here's like uh, the way well, you've sent it to me you have to send in like a form like three months in advance saying i need this time off well the what well, kind of the funny thing is is that like usually you can have a good idea like I should at this point know roughly what's coming ahead up through January. I have a decent idea what's coming through January for work for me. Um, is it set in stone? Heck to the no. Um, this, the nature of my unit, everything's kind of fluid. Um, but the, the leave form you're talking about, that's another thing that I take into account too, is that how I accrue days off or time off, which is called leave, um, to submit for my time off, is I gain two and a half days every month. So... I'm looking at between now and New Year's, I'm going to get five days or accrue five more days. It's basically at the end of every month, you get another two and a half days. So you get, I get 30 days off every month, every year. Between trying to make time for Desert Bus, trying to make time to go home for two weeks at Christmas time. If I decide to go for Desert Bus for the whole time, usually it's about 10 days. Plus Christmas is usually about a 15 day affair going home. Uh, the funny part about that is that 
means that's roughly about 25 days. So I'm almost using my entire leave for the year up there, which leaves me five days remaining. I want to leave enough in the bank just in case there's an emergency kind of thing. So this year, unfortunately, I'm only going for three days to that. So I have extra time to do whatever. Going home for Christmas plus whatever I already have in the bank. So usually I look at, I mentioned, is it east of the, is it west of the Mississippi? Cool. Are plane flights cheap? Yes. Is it on a four-day holiday weekend? If so, the better. <laughs> because well, I it's just, better for everyone. Well, it is better for everyone, but I can actually put in a mileage pass where yeah. it will excuse me going further outside of a 250-mile radius, but I can actually go play in that event and not have to worry about spending my precious leave days for that kind of thing. Right. Um, Grand Prix Portland, this weekend, standard, heck yeah, only problem, desert bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when I saw that it was that weekend, I'm like, either I'm going to miss it because of the tail end of the desert bus, or depending if they shift the schedule, it's going to be during the desert bus. So I'd already written GP Portland for this year out. Fortunately, next April, like I literally have to plan like six months in, in advance to like hope and pray that a GP is available for a time. And my next GP that I will be attending is most likely GP Seattle, which is legacy slash standard. So I'll be yeah. playing legacy. So like I mentioned, work is going to begin a little less crazy, hopefully. Um, I'm actually passing off some duties because I've been, usually they try to like you have additional duties at work. We try to cycle through them about every year. So you don't spend more than a year doing an initial type of duty. Plus, um, I'm heading my shop up now. So I have to, I'll have a little bit more responsibility for that, but a lot less responsibilities on like kind of like the back end of things. So it shouldn't be too terrible necessarily. Uh, but because of that, I will probably be trying to stream a little bit more because I don't know legacy at all. I'm going to try to learn it. Um, it's not going to be pretty. I don't care. But it's, I, I've, like I've mentioned, it's been so hard to play this year, and I've sat there, not clicking on the button and just wanting to play, but just scared to make mistakes. I need to get past that, and the only way to get past that is to click the button and hit play and join the mm -hmm. league and do that. So I'm forcing myself this year to learn a new format. Whether it's I'm going to learn Legacy Infect or pick up Delver if I sell a bunch of cards off, like last weekend another thing making time to play don't even need to play but i literally with the help of Lindsay, went through a massive amount of my cards that i own yeah, um, i did that uh not too long ago and it's a, it's an interesting experience yeah i fortunately there are some great apps out there that you can use on your phone to actually scan all your cards in uh and we use the tcg player app just because it's one of the better ones in terms of card recognition that I've found. Um, like I was sorting whether or not they're good, bad, de-sleeving, whatever. And then it was like, bloop, 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 bloop. We had a nice system going. Turned through, mm. I think it was over 2,000 cards um, that she recorded that were just mythic and rares. We didn't even, mm -hmm. and foils, mythic rares and foils. We didn't even touch the uncommons and commons yet. And I still have my binders to go through and my actual decks that I still have built and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to be buy listing. So that's another thing I'm doing alternative to playing is, hey, how, what's my collection? I'm not playing a lot of this stuff in paper. Let's get rid of it and get a couple smaller things so I can play some cooler stuff. Um, so alternatives to playing. Um, like 
I know occasionally Lindsay and I will go out and we'll get a fat or uh, not our booster, fat packs or a anymore. bundle. Yeah, booster bundles now, not fat packs. But we'll get a bundle and it's hey, it's ten packs. Guess what that means? Five rounds of pack wars. Yeah. So we'll just sit there. Like I'll be like, hey, I want to go get some cards for this set. Let's do it. We're gonna go get some. Uh, go play some pack wars. Um. Honestly, like I said, I don't have a whole lot of time to watch streams much anymore, but I absolutely make time to get into Grand Prix and Worlds and whenever it fits my work schedule, Loading Ready Run, Gabby, LSV, a couple of my other favorite streamers like Doc, he's been like, hey, perfect example. Guy's a lawyer now. He <laughs> Turns loves, out lawyers don't have a lot of time. He loves the game, but he himself has, like Doc himself has not had like really any spare time to like stream anymore and it stinks because he was a great streamer uh-huh. fun stream but again life gets in the way kind of tie in but there, there's a lot of great streamers honestly you jump with caleb there i haven't really had time to watch caleb and stuff like that with other things so it's not terrible um i do I mean, try there, there's there's a very very there's a large number of magic streamers out there that make great content that we we couldn't we couldn't even hope to list them all. No, uh, that not, was just the f- the first ones that came to mind. Well, not only that too, but they're the ones we usually kind of fall back on watching most. Yeah. Also, Cam Ilian. Um, yeah. Like, oh, I don't even know. Why I just thought of this. Making time to play, Cam. Thank you so much. By the way, um, I'm going to be on their next episode of EDH Elder Dragon Hoedown. Mm-hmm. Playing Commander. So I think goes up tomorrow. I don't know actually. I don't know. I gotta double check, but I'm playing Commander with Cam, so Ilian, uh, Archie Owen, and Tom from MTG Radio, who brews a lot of cool decks. And I happen to be playing one of his old, old, old uh, 10, 10 ticket, ten ticket Highlander decks that I've tweaked. Um, it was, yep. it was. I was playing Mono Blue Towerend, and let me tell you what, like that was some of the most fun I've had playing Magic in a long time, and. I can't thank Cam, Cam enough for having me on for that. Um, yeah. Fortunately, there's some driving that I do when I drive around. Podcasts. Um, I'll throw one on before bed. Throw one on while I'm driving. Aside um, from our own, obviously. Well, aside, yeah, aside from our own. <laughs> like, it's okay. On, I, don't, I don't listen to our own podcasts either. It's kind of redundant. It's weird, but not it in like a weird. bad way. It's like there are some episodes where I will go back and listen to chunks of them. Like... I honestly went back and listened to uh, my Infect deck primer a little while ago, and I was just poor, had to pour some out for my homies, <laughs> pour some exactly. out for my Phyrexian bros who don't get play anymore in modern. It's like, oh, buddy, that was like at the time it was like we at the time we recorded it, it was like the best deck in the most popular deck in modern, and, and now nothing. And now it's your deck that's the most like that's a really good deck, but still not. Yeah, it's weird. One of my one of my friends is thinking about going to uh, GP Oklahoma City, and he wants to he wants me to help him learn Storm if, in case he decides to take it. I'm like, oh man, oh honey, you have fun with that math. Um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Honestly, one of the newer podcasts that's out, um, North 100, has been my jam as of late. Uh, that is the Canadian Highlander podcast that is hosted on loading ready runs channel which is quite excellent surge is an amazing host and the other guys they have on there uh jeremy yep. uh liam who was also on our show earlier yep uh, early early on in the way in way the show's lifespan way earlier in the show's lifespan yeah 
um, and Alex. Way in the way back machine. Yeah, and Alex uh, are all great hosts on that one. Uh, Tap Tap Concede, obviously, li- limited resources, command zone, you know, your, your, your standard marquee, casual, limited, Highlander podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing I kind of want to note, like Aaron Campbell uh, kind of mentioned the other day, there's three podcasts out there now, just women for mtg as the hosts as the yeah. hosts that's amazing and great because we had the girlfriend bracket for a while and they made it to 100 episodes and called it there and honestly i missed them in my rotation but you know shout out obviously to mta cast uh married to the game and there's one other one that's newer that i honestly don't remember off the top of my head and i'm apologizing. i also did not recognize that twitter handle that she tweeted out but it's i, I know it's a newer one they have like a couple episodes um i know Chantel Campbell, I think, is on one of them that she won the whole play it forward thing a while back with one of the GPs. I don't know. I see her mm-hmm. pop up in my feed from time to time, but there's a lot of great podcasts. And speaking of like North 100 Highlander, the reason kind of why I've been edging towards that is I've been trying to brew some Highlander decks, but it's not really like brewing, it's more of like net decking with a twist. Yeah. Like, because I'm terrible at that kind of like singleton thing i'm also trying to build an edh deck for when i go in for christmas because all of Lindsay's brothers play well with the exception of like one or two of them like even her youngest little brother plays and he's like i want to say 12 13 uh-huh. he's young but he still plays and i know a bunch of the her brothers have built highlander decks and they want to battle and i'm like yo Lindsay, let's proxy you up a deck so she's looking at like red green or white green or Naya Agro, just because she likes turning things sideways and smashing face. A woman after my own heart. I know, right? <laughs> like me, I'm the troll tempo style. She's just like, no, I don't care about blue. Just turn things sideways and hit hit you in the face. I'm like, fair is fair. Uh, by the way, the other podcast is Proven Combatants. Ah, X, yes. Cool. Yeah, the, the hosts are Santel, Autumn Lily, Teresa Foe and um, Sarah. I don't recognize her, but I do have recognize some the, of the other ones. Yes. I know Teresa has. I think she got it. She got pro, a PPT. She got a PT invite, I believe. So, yeah, yeah, she did get a Pro Tour invite. Yes, she did play in the Pro Tour recently. I think she played Albuquerque. That sounds correct. I think. That's Although I want to say it was our, but it doesn't matter. Either way, that's a good cast right there too. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of things that. Obviously, like, it keeps me in the game. Like, it's it's funny how, I know, kind of cycling back to the beginning of the topic, like, getting your head back in the game. John and I, oh, I don't know, you started fresh, right? Uh, when I joined during Theros? Yeah. Uh, I had played in, like, high, in like middle school, early high school. Like, just, I played Just during, briefly, right? Like, we never, I never did sanctioned tournament magic. No, it was always just like, I have these cars, I'm going to make a deck and fight them. Like, my favorite deck at the time was a red-white Samurai's deck from Kamigawa. Yeah, and like, I was playing during uh, Tempest and Urza block. But the funny part is, is it, I didn't know just how broken and degenerate the Urza block was in terms of, hey, this is a really crazy heart, like, powerful set, until I came back into the game 13 year, plus years later. <laughs> I stopped playing in like 99, 2000. I stopped playing in 99, 2000. And I was like checking all that stuff. I was like, yeah, Urza block is broken. I'm like, "Mm, I was just playing with like Multani Mera Sorcerer back then, like with a green, white stompy deck. And I didn't care. I'm like, this is fun. 
and yep. not realizing like oh there's all this degenerate broken stuff out there i'm like i don't care i'm just having fun playing with friends and moved away i stopped playing mm-hmm. but even then like there was nowhere near the sheer amount of resources that are out there nowadays um there were some but they haven't been as refined as they've become over the last four years uh, there's a lot of people who like in current magic and like they bemoan the fact that there's no like a rogue deck that pops out of nowhere and whatever and it's like yeah when you have this many people playing magic and you have all the content being made some everyone's going to kind of like plumb the vein of whatever deck archetype that you could conceive of well to be fair i would honestly say like the closest thing we've had recently to a rogue deck archetype was god pharaoh's gift yeah at before pro tour hour like it leaked out somebody ended up playing it enough that it came out as a 5-0 deck and I was like oh wait crap this deck looks really good and then Zach Elsa was like crap cat's out of the bag like that deck honestly if it had taken people by surprise at the Pro Tour could have wrecked face however people recognized two weeks before the Pro Tour holy crap this deck is good we need a metagame for it they took legitimate steps while they were testing to make sure that it did not represent yeah. And then, of course, it came back, you know, like zombies do. Exactly. Uh, Although coated, zombies aren't a deck anymore. Coated in blue. <laughs> Anyways, shiny and chrome. Yes. Witness um, <laughs> yeah. me. But it's it's definitely been a hell of a year. Um, yeah. I still have a, a lot to process, honestly, in terms of where I want to go in the future with what i do in magic obviously i'm still gonna moderate channels obviously i'm still gonna um podcast because it's fun and i get to ramble because i like hearing myself talk who does because eh, some people don't but i'm narcissistic to that a little bit of a degree so yay um yay. <laughs> that said like i honestly i think the main thing i need to reevaluate is my personal goals in terms of what i want to get out of the play that i do um, I know there's Which, honestly people, there, go ahead. There, no there are some people out there that love to cube and will cube all the time and they're, they're never gonna go they go to Grand Prix to cube with the bite with their buddies and stuff like that like honestly I know for a fact Mike is gonna be saying like dude don't go to the GP to play the main event you go to the GP to cube and hang out with friends and stuff like that I'm like yeah true but I also still want to play competitively and make a day two it's like but do I really have the time and the effort needed do i have the time to put in the effort required to make a day two of a gp nowadays in my life or do i just want to go and say like what i did at grand prix san antonio hey we played some decks that we knew how to play we had a fun time we had a great time with friends didn't end up quite how we wanted it to so we ended up in the drunk bracket which was great like i say like that elder dragon hoedown was like the best magic i've played in a while like the, the previous best magic most enjoyable magic that i played was gp san antonio when i got to hang out with some great people and we just didn't have a care in the world we were just playing magic and having fun and it was the best thing ever and i need to reevaluate if hey is that what i want to get out of magic do i just need to shift gears out of go comp- like be competitive try to spike a tournament kind of thing like that or to hey let's just go have some fun and honestly yeah, I'm, and- I'm i'm honestly thinking about downshifting too i just need to have fun yeah, and it's not uncommon or not like unreasonable to to you know look at where you are with any of your hobbies, whether it's magic or you know Warhammer or whatever it may be, and just kind of you know take a moment to reevaluate because you know life changes as you know you get older or how 
work changes like it did for you. And it's it's not bad. It's not wrong to, you know, say, hey, you know, I need to put this a little bit higher on my priority list than the others. Um, and, you know, when you then when you figure out, like, how how much do I want to prioritize, you know, this, then that lets you then decide, well, if that's my priority level, you know, what are my goals? What are my what are my aspirations? What are my like, how do I want to engage? I guess how, what what am I what am I getting out of what do I want to get out of this kind of thing right I like because no one would, no one except for maybe Luis Scott Vargas or John Finkel could like get up out of bed with no testing and go to like a limited GP and make day two yeah the, the best like, players I don't think I don't think anyone aside from the best players could do that maybe and I am absolutely nowhere near that caliber of player I was telling you last night I know for a fact that I made three dumb play errors got greedy where I shouldn't have that cost me a game with the money. Like, I haven't deck. played as much as I would have liked to either. And I did a draft on, I did FNM this past week and I made a terrible decision where I was playing against Vinny and I was, I had, a, I opened Watley in my draft, which was great. And I did her minus X to, to stop two of her, two of his blockers. And I attacked knowing he had a vehicle that he could crew and he crewed it. And then he killed one of my guys in blocks. And I was like, Oh, I should have minus it all the way and killed one of the because he had next two in play and because mm-hmm. I thought I could kill him that turn and I thought that even if he had a response that I would be able to turn it around pretty quickly and it turns out nope uh, the game lasted like three more turns than it should have I did end up winning that game but you know if you don't build up the muscle memory if you don't build up the mental memory the mental reps you know if you're trying to play at a high level you're gonna falter at some point unless oh. you put in the time oh absolutely like for instance. I had a Thassa in play. I also had 16 elemental, to- or no, 17 elemental tokens off of two Master of Waves. Yeah. All, I, all I had to do, I had four mana. That's all I had, four islands. All I had to do is go tap two, make Thassa unblockable, swing, pass the turn. Do it again. Tap two, swing with Thassa, win. Instead, I went right-click, attack all. Completely forgetting that I had a tie binder mage that was locking down one of their seed rhinos. <laughs> yeah. So when that yeah. died to a one-one hornet token, yeah. But it was just a case of like, man, I really hosed myself and never got Thassa active again, and just ended up losing my opponent at three. That mm-hmm. said, it's just one of those cases where it's you know I. I need to just play more, but play more to just play, not to... Because like, the big thing play, that everyone play, forgets. Yeah, play to not worry about the results. Like, that's yeah. on... Like, and I mentioned, I've sat there not wanting to play out of sheer fear of making dumb mistakes. That's all it is, is because I hadn't played in a while. I was worried that I was going to make a dumb mistake and like, oh man, I'm going to like X3 this uh, league instead because I don't have the reps. So I don't play the... Don't play and don't get the reps in that I need to maybe if I play another league, I would It is a vicious cycle. Yeah. I was feeding feeding the own beast there and cycling down hardcore and I have realized that and that's why I know coming up and it may not be a very popular opinion amongst the internet right now, but honestly I've had my eye on those playpoint bundles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair, the hundred twenty the hundred the one thousand two hundred playpoint bundle for a hundred dollars you're basically paying $100 and getting $120 worth of value out of it in terms of what the equivalency is to the smallest bundle. 
of yeah. 240 play points to $24. If you look at it that way, and obviously I haven't, I actually did look up this and nobody really has actually crunched the numbers on it. And I'm not, I don't have the time to crunch numbers myself, but hey, I can't buy a hundred, I can't buy that many, I can't buy 120 tickets right now for that yeah. kind of deal. <laughs> so, no. um, if it means I can play a bunch of magic, plus all the cubes are coming up, which, you know, usually if you two one those bad boys, you feed it right back into another one. So that's another thing Remember, too. The holiday cubes are coming back soon, which means I yeah. get to have fun playing dumb, broken magic. Well, broken magic, at least fun for someone, not for no, 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 I meant dumb, broken isn't like it's dumb. No, I how, understand. Dumb. How broken <laughs> this magic is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a big thing to remember that a lot of people will forget about magic is magic is a game and with an intent with a game is to have fun. Yeah. I have. And whether you, whether it, and you know, I guarantee that the people at the, on the pro tour, people in the hall of fame, people playing, who played at worlds, people who are playing at PPTQs. Yes. For them, it is maybe, maybe it's a job, maybe it's some an aspiration to be a job, but they're having fun. And if magic's not fun at that level, reevaluate figure out where you need to be yeah and i unfortunately kind of had the i need to win mindset and that's not where you need to be like i didn't you are definitely a spike oh i am terribly a spike and it's i i can't deny that i'm a spike player um it's it that's my primary um of the triptych in terms of what my play style is but there are ways to be a spike but not also have to worry about winning Mm -hmm. you can worry about having you know a powerful deck or just bringing good stuff to the table kind of thing like that like oh i'm not gonna have fun with this fun janky comp like glass cannon combo or i'm gonna play the big stompy dudes like i'm gonna bring a good thing to the deck that i know that if i play well i will do well and that's one thing i did at um, rags to riches that I honestly felt good again playing some paper magic is, and it was great getting some paper reps in again as I realized hey I still remember this deck I'm still good at this deck the only times I lost with the exception of one gameplay error that I made was when my deck just refused to cooperate and I got hosed by random happenstance and variation and my friends you can't beat RNGesus nope you can pray to RNGesus but you cannot beat RNGesus nope can't do it so um yeah rng is a hell of a thing and it's fine but kind of to sum it up for you so we talk a little bit little touch on unstable is well we'll each pick a card for unstable well yeah but to kind of just wrap it all up like i i've had a really rough year it has not been easy i do want to thank john i do want to thank the listeners i do want to thank my twitter followers people like it it, I hate to kind of, you know, do name drop and stuff like that, but I was watching, I haven't been able to watch a whole lot of streams lately, like I mentioned. I popped in on one of Gabby's streams lately, and I haven't been able to watch her streams, and she's like, oh, Dix, it's great to see you again, and stuff like that. Like, you know, I hang out with Gabby sometimes at GPs and stuff. Or, and when I see her, you know, it's always great to see her, but she was like, hey, I missed, like, she just said offhandedly, like, hey, I've just missed your streams and stuff lately. And I'm like, oh, man, that means so much. Like, honestly, it was just like, a couple little words, but the fact that she said, like, missed your streams lately just because I've been able to stream a lot. And, like, heck, people out there, and I know not just Gabby, but other people have also mentioned that they miss my streams. And, like, 
I'm going to get back to it, guys. I'm going to get there. Yep. I, I, I need to get there because it's fun. And I need to have that fun again. Exactly. So. So speaking of fun. Uh, <laughs> Unstable <laughs> is proving to be a lot of fun. Next week, we can do a, a much deeper dive into the chicanery that is unstable. I think just for the sake of uh, brevity, what is the one card that we've seen so far from Unstable that has you excited? <sighs> there's a, there's a couple. And all right, I'll I'm give gonna, you two. All right, I'm going to give an honorable mention. I'll give you two. Crowstorm, honorable mention. Yep. Why? Because my God, they printed it. <laughs> it is great. I love it. I want to foil one to be my storm counter from here on out. Oh yeah. So for those who don't know, like everyone jokes about how Storm Crow is a one-two flyer that is like the most OP thing. They have a card called Crowstorm. It's two and a blue sorcery. Create one. Create a blue one-two blue bird token creature with with flying name Storm Crow. And the card has Storm. It's, it's like great. it's so good. Um, I think this custom card design has popped up on uh, Reddit like twenty times in the past three years. And it's like they finally did it. Um. And yep, besides for the fact we finally have contraptions now, holy crap, they finally yep. figured out how to do it. And honestly, I'm still a little confused by the dang thing. But I can ex- it's it's much easier to explain than it is to read. We'll I'll, talk about we'll, that. We'll talk about it next week for sure. Um, yep. Kind of in the I know John's card I think is from the League of Dastardly Doom. It and is. And I would like to also say that mine is from the League of Dastardly Doom. Uh, okay. Mario Kill. <laughs> Mario Kill is great. Uh, five and a uh rakdos which is a hybrid black or red so it's six mana for a five five legendary creature human villain it's a rare and it has just an ability but it has a lot of explanation text uh it's one and a uh, hybrid rakdos uh so red red black Uh, switch a kill bot or mario kill in your hand with one on the battlefield and the thing is if a creature is tapped the switch creature is tapped the same is true for untapped, attacking, blocking, enchanted, equipped, and targeted. Any counters on the creature are on the switched creature instead. I have to mention a third card. There is probably the very first ever in an unset vanilla piker. Yeah, Curious Killbot. Curious Killbot. Artifact Creature Killbot. It's a 2-1 for 2. That's yep. it. Does yep. nothing but a piker. So you can basically stick one of those bad boys then literally get a cheat a five five onto the battlefield the On next turn. turn. It's yep, so good and I love yep. it. Like I, that's a great design. But the name is also great because when people see that they're gonna go oh f. Yeah. And that's where the thing is is because of the yep. game f merit like as in no we're not we, in, we know f, the name we, we know the game I know but as in the uh-uh, we know Mary we or know. Kill. I don't we care. Know. I'm running it into the ground, John. Let me have my fun. <laughs> <laughs> I understand this. Oh, no. But the card art is also great. Not just for that, but across the board. But Mario Kill, yeah. just because it's like, it's broken good. And it just has it's, such good flavor. It's super ninjutsu. Oh, it is absolutely super ninjutsu. Yeah. So, John, what's your card? So uh, since you had not since you got another mention, I'll name my honorable mention, which is uh, Rules Lawyer, which has <laughs> the most reminder text you'll ever see. Also has amazing judge foil. Um, not going to get into what it does because the card that I'm most excited about right now is Baron Von Count, which is the card that is most wanting me to make a unstandard deck. 
Uh, Baron Von Kelt is one red black for a 3-3 legendary human villain at Mythic. Uh, he is standing there with his arm raised, and there's uh, numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 in his art. We'll get to why that's important in a minute. Uh, Baron Von Kelt enters the battlefield with a doom counter on 5. So you place a, a token on, on the 5. Uh, and whenever you cast a spell with the indicated numeric numeral in its mana cost, text box, power, or toughness, move the doom counter one numeral to the left. And then when the doom counter moves from one, destroy target player and then put that doom counter on five. Yeah. It's great. Destroy target player. Yeah. It's like... Mark couldn't put it on phage, but an unset changes the rules. <laughs> also, Uncommander was going to be hilarious with like this guy and a few of the others. Dude, Uncommander is going to be ridiculous. Funnily enough, yeah. Mario Kill, not a great Uncommander because it's from your hand, not the command zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Also, Grisil- like, Grisilda we don't know how be- many killbots we we're going to have. Oh, Grisilda is going to be hilarious, though. Oh, Grisilda is also silly. The Monster Masher, um, which because it's a graveyard smash. It's yes. amazing. We'll, we, we, we'll we can, talk we can, about... We can geek out more next week. Yes, but uh, I do want to thank John for giving me the opportunity to ramble today. Um, I, I have wanted to talk, and honestly, he was prodding me along throughout the episode, too, because I would have kept rambling on, because <laughs> I can and as one is wont to do. But I do want to appreciate it, or I do appreciate it. do appreciate yeah. him giving me the time. Not a problem. It's what I'm here for. Yes. Um... All right. So, so if Ian, if people wanted to give you hugs on social media, where should they do so? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at DixonIJ. That's D-I-X-O-N-I-J. And you guys can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dix. Uh, fun thing, I mentioned with Iconic Masters coming up, how you've forgotten about it. I have two booster boxes coming in. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of those is going into my Masters storage, which is I have all of the Masters set so far that someday I will make a crazy sealed event or something like that. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to rip open another booster box though. You bet your butt. So, um, it won't be the weekend I'm coming back. It won't be the 20th. It won't be the weekend of Thanksgiving. It'll be the weekend, like the first weekend of December. Uh, it might be the 27th. Cause remember I have a 24 hour duty shift on the 26th, right. which means I work from 9am on the 26th through 9am on Monday morning. Then I get off, sleep a couple hours, and then I have the rest of the day off. Depending on what the craziness is going on with work, I might just say screw it and stream me opening a bunch of packs. Uh, I'll obviously talk about it. I want to just rip it open. I know for no draft value, but I don't stress care. opening. It's fine. It's a oh thing. no, it's it's surely there to open for singles, possibly because the power level of some of those things are so good and it's so good for stuff like Highlander decks. Yep. Hey, uh, talk about the cards, hang out, have a good time, just relax. There exactly. will be no ripping of cards. The only no. thing, because they don't, they don't even have like ad cards that I can rip up to joke around with. Um, listen, listen, flip it or rip it is a personal decision that we that we don't like, but we're not going to stop hey, anyone from speak, flip, from playing flip it or rip. Speak it. for yourself; it's painful but hilarious to watch. <laughs> listen, if you want to play flip it or rip it in the confines of your own home, that's fine. Now that that said, uh, like I said, also Desert Bus, I'll be there. Check me out. Say hi in chat if you're in there. John, where can they find you? And you guys you... can find me on Twitter at jwiley129 or on Twitch at the same handle. Um, say hi if you see me hopping around in the chat. And yeah, go watch Desert Bus. It's a grand old time. Uh, no matter what time of day that you're thinking about looking at it, there's going to be something crazy happening. Specifically during the to- during the hours of 2 a.m. or like 
2 a.m. to 7 a.m. Pacific time. You talking Zeta Shift? You better know what I'm talking about, Zeta Shift. Oh, that's midnight to six, dude. Midnight to six, anyways. I, that's, no, that's the right, official. They're, they're doing the six hours. Right? We have no, we have official shifts now. But yeah, no, I know, yeah. I know. You had them last year. I was, I was watching when that <laughs> happened. Anyways, um, if you want to reach the podcast, you can do so directly on Twitter at Eyes of the Mize, or you can shoot us a more personal question at our email at Eyes of the Mize at gmail.com because we have, we'll always want to hear. Uh, how we can best improve the podcast for you, our lovely listeners. On behalf of Dix, I'm John, and we'll talk to y'all next time.